three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about feminism, feminist issues, and everything in between. You are joined by your co-hosts, Megan Hoharts and Kenzie Meekbeck. Ken, how was your week? Good. Uh, this week I did actually a lot of yoga. So wait. Yeah, so after work a lot of these days, I did yoga and um, I was social this week too. So I hung out with some new girlfriends on Friday night and that was super positive and fun. It was fun to meet new ladies in the area and get a good group of girls out. Yeah. And uh, but on Saturday I had like a super serious migraine. And like, I threw up like a million times. Did, has this happened before? I've gotten a migraine one other time. It's like aggravated when I think I have a pinched nerve in my spine. It's self-diagnosed, but (laughs) I've gotten so many x-rays on my back and they can't figure out what's wrong. So I think it's a pinched nerve because every time my back starts to hurt in this area, then it leads to a headache. I love how you were just like, it's self-diagnosed, like... It's, it's nobody knows what it is. It's not factual. So what do you do for a pinched nerve? Can they even show up in an x-ray or? No, uh, no. I think like I want to go to the chiropractor because it might be because my like alignment is slightly off, which I guess you could kind of see. I don't know. But I, I want to start going to a chiropractor. I've just been lazy about booking it. But when I do get one, I like ice my back and I take a lot of like ibuprofen but that's about it. When you get a headache, when I get a migraine? Yeah. The last time you had a migraine, did you throw up as much? Well, it was actually a long time ago. I think it was like 2015 or 2016. Yeah, 2016. And I like walked outside and I was being stubborn. I was with my ex-boyfriend and I was being stubborn. And I was like, I want to go get medication on my own. And he's like, no, let me go with you. But I forget why I was being like a jerk about it. And so I was like, no, I'm going to go get it by myself. Like feeling like an independent woman, you know, like I can do this by myself. And I walk outside and I like the sun hits my face and I just throw up outside of my car projectile vomiting (laughs) and he's like yeah get back inside yeah i'll go get the medicine yeah (laughs) so yeah about that you're a hot mess and i need to go get something (laughs) about that go back inside so yeah no it was kind of a bummer uh but i eventually felt better in the evening but my stomach just feels a little sensitive still i don't know why understandable It's like, no, I don't want to do anything. What about you? How's your week? My week was good. Um, Work, yoga, taking Cooper on walks, all that good stuff. Super busy, um, but good. And I am teaching tonight, so I'm super excited about that. Nice. And it'll be a good class. Last Sunday, we had... 15 people show up, so I'm pretty proud about that. Oh, have you gotten some regulars who, like, really like your practice? I don't know. This is the first time I taught at this particular studio. Oh, maybe you will. So I we'll hope see. you have some returns. I hope so, too. I got good I got good feedback from, from the group, so that's always a good thing. Um, and, yeah, just ready to go back at it tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet. Kens, what did we do today? We went, we did something different and we broke, you know, our, what is it? What's that called? Like our comfort zone? Our comfort zone. We, we went outside of our comfort zone. 
Meg has done it before, but she even took a step further outside of her comfort zone. So today we went to a Buddhist temple and Meg went earlier than me. Meg, do you want to describe your experience and why you went earlier than me and what'd you do? Yeah. So I went to meditation before the Buddhist service. And so it was in a room separate from, I guess you call it a chapel. Um, it was a room off to the side. There was still an altar, a really beautiful altar um, with the Buddha statue, flowers, gold, all that good stuff. And then she set up meditation cushions for us. And the group was small, um, so I felt like I could ask more questions since it wasn't this huge group or whatever. So I had her explain kind of what to expect out of the meditation and she said it's going to be 20 minutes of silence but in her in this form of buddhism it's all about being grateful for our present life and being grateful for the moment and so she said when your mind wanders come back to what you are grateful for and start to think of things that you're grateful for in your life and this is different than yoga meditation Hmm. in yoga meditation it's always come back to the breath when your mind starts to wander and starts to think of the future or the past, just reel it in and, and come back to notice the breath. So slightly different. Um, but yeah, it was a really good practice. And then she hit a gong to begin our practice a couple of times. And then we sat in silence for 20 minutes. And then she hit the gong again to bring us out of meditation And then everybody else but me chanted. I didn't chant because I didn't know the words, but they (laughs) did a chant 10 times. And then it was over and it was great. It was a really nice, a really nice, good meditation. Um, There was a part that besides the chanting that I didn't participate in that I wish I kind of would have participated in. But at the altar after the meditation practice, she lit incense and then she like took a pinch of something. I, I don't know what it was. I think, is that the same thing as what they were talking about in the services, like the incense offering? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was more just like ground up incense, maybe. Cause she lit like a, a, a stick of incense that, you know, I, I use quite a bit, but I had never seen like ground up incense. And then she did like a little chant and bowed. And then she put the incense into the burning bowl. Really cool. And I wish I would have participated in that. I felt like maybe we can explain why we feel like it was out of our comfort zone. Yeah. um, Well, for me, I didn't even go to meditation because I had had never meditated really. I mean, besides like yoga. And I think in my head, what I have as meditation, like I feel like it's uh, like keep your mind blank, which intimidates me like because my mind is never blank. Um, So um, I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And I felt sick the night before. So I like I don't want to be disrespectful and fidgeting the whole time on my first practice and not feeling good about it. And I also think that um, it's one thing if you've meditated before, but you have to work. I think you need to work your way up to 20 minutes. If you were to start cold turkey and meditate for 20 minutes, you would be, this is terrible. Like start off with five minutes and work your way up to seven minutes. Like for me, 20 minutes is my limit. Like that's what I've worked myself up to. I, at home I do 15. So even that extra five minutes, I could feel it. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
so yeah, I think that I just hope that maybe you could just like set a timer for five minutes and then see what it feels like. How quickly should I work my way up? Start with five and then add, I would do five minutes for a week and then I would do seven minutes for a week, like add two minutes every week. That's a good idea. We went to a Japanese um, based practice um, and that's, I guess, where it was derived from and I'm not super educated, but it's, can you pronounce that well, Megan? Let me see. That's the title of the temple. Oh, yeah. They say this word, and I feel like I could be butchering it, but Seattle Betuan Buddhist Temple. Yeah, and so it was really beautiful, and it was a certain type. uh, In every religion, there's different sects, and um, this one was its own sect, and I guess it, it does derive from Japan in the 13th century, so this type of practice so yeah that's why it was kind of out of our comfort zone I have been to a Buddhist temple once it was actually a lot of like sitting in meditation um you mentioned that at that one you guys um sat on the floor yes and I also do not remember what sect it was so I don't want to speak out on that but um no it was it was super interesting and I I guess do we both want to explain why we're interested in Buddhism in general? I am because I feel like the t- I I feel like I like like the principles of how you behave toward other people and how you think about life and how how positive it is. And I think that I w- if I were to like get even more involved in it, I think I would kind of think of it as a spirituality versus like the worship part of it, but Um, I don't mean to be insulting. That's just how I feel like I would naturally be. Um, And I'm reading a book about how to access your inner Buddha, which means like your inner like enlightenment and to learn how to be the best version of yourself. And it's like a way to defeat ignorance so you can bring yourself back into peace, I feel like easily. Is that correct? Am I thinking? I think that that sounds right. Um, The reason that I'm drawn to Buddhism a lot is about the meditation Um, and also because what I've gotten out of it is being thankful for the present life that we have. And last week the message was in the Buddhist Dharma or the Buddhist path, there is no tomorrow. So being thankful for what you have this second and with other religions that I've practiced, which is Christianity, um, I think that the focus was about the next life and about how we're going to get to the next life um, confessing your sins um, and really just to God, going to God and saying, I did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong, asking for forgiveness. Whereas in Buddhism, it's more focused on right now and the present life and being grateful for what you have now. Since I've been going to the Buddhist temple, which is sporadic, but I've been probably a handful of times, there's never been a moment in the service where you need to confess your sins or confess what you've done wrong or um, acknowledge that you haven't been the best person that you can be. And so then I think that the difference is, is that one, you feel positive about yourself. And for me, whenever I would have to confess all the things I did wrong, that's what stayed with me. Were you Catholic? No. I w- or are you Catholic? No, my parents are Lutheran. Okay. It's, 
It's kind of like Catholicism, maybe more mm-hmm. liberal. Is it Methodist? Is it a form of Methodist? Methodist and Lutheran are very closely related. See, I wasn't raised with religion, so I don't know. Okay, well, that's that's cool and interesting. But I also felt like it was like a church service. Parts of it were, yeah. Like there are some very, very, very similar things. It's just interesting how similar we can all be. Like it's about overall positivity and how to live a better life, a more positive life overall. Mm -hmm. And it has a main message, which is common in a church service. There was singing, chanting Mm -hmm. of worship, which is common in any service. There were instruments, kind of like a choir, very similar, like a group of people, a main, oh no, what is, what is the title of? Uh, I think his was sensei. Sensei. So there was a sensei, which is like a preacher. Um, and I don't mean to be offensive. I'm just comparing it to what I see. And I, it's it's important to recognize, though, that some religion, like a lot about religion is similar because mm-hmm. then it brings us closer, all, all of us closer together. So there are a lot of similarities in the basics of humanity of what I think religions believe in. Um, but yeah, I, I like the meditation of Buddhism. I like the peacefulness of Buddhism. And I like like breathing in the positivity. Yeah. That's what I like about it. And if you read at the bottom of the page, they had what we were chanting in English. And a lot oh, of yeah, it, it was had, super to, cool. had to do with um, all sentient beings having the most positive life. And so it was kind of like focused on making sure that everybody has the best life that they can lead. Yeah. And the, the community there was so welcoming to people that are guests and they would like stand up and applaud for guests and Kenzie had to stand up and get an applause <laughs> and I was the only guest so I was the only one standing um but no it was really neat it was really cool and you stood up and you sat down it's it's kind of like a church service at least this one was yeah the other much. Buddhist temple I went to was mainly meditation based I guess because it wasn't like that so what were the differences like physically like here it was a huge altar yeah let's describe what it looked like i thought it kind of looked like a church this one yeah this one did except for that the altar was so detailed very ornate very ornate gold statues buddha in the center um a lot of worshiping buddha um a lot of colors a lot of robes like to signify yeah, the the different people. There were different. There was a sense. I guess there was a couple of senseis, and they would have on different Garments. robes yeah. that were very detailed or apron type. I don't. I don't mean to be insulting, but the similar too. Yeah, and so that that's a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, as well as the there in church, a Christian church. I feel like there is an altar. But a difference was that we, as participants of the service, would go up to the altar. Whereas here, it was almost like the altar was a fourth of the room. I mean, it went back far, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the people who were leading the service kind of sat back there. Yeah, and it was really beautiful. Um, But also similar to church service, there was offerings. Yes, but for um, incense. Incense offerings. Yeah. Interesting. And um, instead of like the body and blood of Christ. Yeah. 
It was incense. Mm-hmm. And what else? Oh, not this time, but a time before that I went, there were there was like the children's choir and they would go up and sing. Oh, how cute. And they were singing about how, because in, in, in Christianity, we would sing, um, Jesus loves the little children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the children of the world. And then this song was, about how Buddha loves the fish in the sea Aww. and the dogs at home and the little kids at school. And it was about how Buddha loves all these things. And I was like, this is exactly like Jesus loves the little children. And it was just like at that moment where I was like, they're just calling it a different name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're calling the higher power a different name. But at the end of the day, it's still a higher power, yeah. right? I, well, Buddha, well, no, I guess Jesus was also a person. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't get into that. I'm definitely not an expert. But what was interesting about this service, although I did want to hear a good message, um, we actually went on a very special day, unknowingly. Um, so their sect, and I'm going to read off the visitor's sheet of paper the temple gave us. Um, so all Buddhist sects share a set of common beliefs traced directly to the teachings of Buddha, but each has its own unique perspective. Our temple is based on the teachings of, and I'm so sorry if I'm not saying this name correctly, Shinran Shonin? That sounds really close to what they were saying. Um, who lived in Japan in the 13th century. And so today which was super amazing and an honor to be there. It was the memorial service for this very significant figure in their religion. So I'm sure that's a huge day. I mean, like Christmas is the day where we honor Jesus. Like, I'm sure not that this is like the equivalent, but I'm sure it's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. And actually last week, um, whenever I went to the service, they acknowledged Christmas, like, he said, the sensei said, on Christmas, my family and I did this. And so it's like Christmas, they still celebrate Christmas, you know? I bet not all Buddhists do, but right. yeah, it's probably like an Americanized type thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so, yeah, this was a memorial service in honor of the person who um, they their sect comes from. Which is so cool. And we learned about a little bit about his life, and mm-hmm. there were tapestries what was what were they calling those scrolls 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 and they were like depicting the story of his lifetime mm-hmm. and what else did we learn we, we chanted we chanted i didn't know what i was saying but then at the bottom it has the translation so i, I mainly just read the translation because i was like i don't know what how to pronounce this so i was following along and just reading the words and we sang and Everybody was so welcoming to us. Yeah, they were super pumped. They were like, oh my gosh, hi. Um, What was funny though, I guess the university does a lot of studies and I guess I still look like a baby because they were like, are you from from UW? Like, no, no, I'm just interested. And they were like, what? So that was funny. Um, But no, it was super cool. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, do you want to explain what this is? And what, how they utilize it, uh, like Buddhists use, utilize it in general? Yeah, so we're, I brought out our malas. So the way that I learned is that there's 108 beads, and this is from yoga, so I'm not sure if this is um, from derives from Buddhism, 
But in yoga, um, there's 108 beads and you're supposed to meditate on each bead and use your fingers to work your way all the way around the necklace, all the way to the um, main mala bead. Today in in the the church service, they had smaller, I guess they're still called malas, but they were smaller. Um, it was beads. Yeah. In a circle. And it looked like a bracelet. Yeah. It was more the, a bracelet size, but they would fit them over their, they would put their hands together and then fit them over the fingers with the thumbs sticking out outside mm-hmm. of the bracelet. And so um, with that, they also meditated with that too. They held them in their hands while they were meditating. So I would definitely like to learn more about what those signify. Yeah, and they were saying prayers with them as well. Yes. It kind of reminded me of Catholicism. With the, what are those called? Rosaries. Rosaries. Yeah. Yeah, it was very similar. So I would definitely love to learn about their version of a mala and see if they even call malas. Maybe. I think Yoda, uh, yoga, Yoda, <laughs> it is very, he's very wise, like, um, but, um, I, I feel like yoga is very closely related to Buddhism, isn't it? It's very closely related to Buddhism, but it's also very, very closely related to Hinduism. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was more Buddhism. It's probably both. I mean, if you think about it, um, Buddhists meditate, obviously that's a big part of yoga too, but a lot of the poses, um, their Sanskrit words or the, the language that was spoken back then. First of all, yoga is from India. So that's the birthplace of yoga is India. Um, but a lot of the poses names are Hindu gods names. So Mm. Hanuman Asana is the splits and Hanuman is the monkey god. But Buddhism is also in India pretty prominently. Yes, I think in in India, the prominent religions are Hinduism and I believe Buddhism and Muslim. Um, what's the word for Muslim? Islamic? Islamic. Islam. Islam. And so I think that India is maybe like a melting pot of these religions. So yes, India is the birthplace of yoga, Buddhist, as well as Hindu influences. Okay. Well, should we look it up to see? Let's see the percentages. Hold on. Pause. Okay. I think we're going to be surprised. Hinduism, 79.8%. Wow. Okay. Islam, 14.2. Wow. Christianity, 2.3. Sikhism, 1.7. And Buddhism, 0.7. Oh, Well, not a lot. Not a lot then. Hmm. I think maybe yoga gets its um, meditative practice from Buddhism. Maybe we're just not speaking correctly. But the reason why I thought it was is because I'm reading a book about awakening the inner Buddha. And it relates, it talks about yoga frequently. And a lot of yoga studios honor the Buddha. Okay. I think we're we're not lying here. <laughs> what are we're we not just up? making this up. We're not trying to be ignorant. We just genuinely thought. But okay, so maybe it's a mix. I can we Google like what's the where does yoga does yoga derive from Hinduism or from Buddhism? My bet is Hinduism. Okay, I was wrong. That's cool. You learn something new every day. I think that they're just closely re- related. 
Yoga derives... Well, it's definitely Eastern. Mm-hmm. From where? The beginnings of yoga were developed by the Indus Sarvati civilization in northern India. So I think that, but okay, for instance, there's a chant that I learned um, my teacher Heather from Sangha Yoga. She's been teaching it the past couple of weeks. And part of the chant is Buddhaya Dharmaya Sanghaya. And it's in English, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. And Dharma is the path. Sangha is community. And today when we meditated, what they were chanting, part of the chant that I didn't participate in because I didn't know the words, was Buddhaya, Dharmaya, Sangha. So it has to be related. It's related. It's for sure. I mean, I think it's just so and much And then it has the word Sangha on this sheet of paper as well. They're very much in- intertwined. Okay. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> we're not, we're trying to be, to educate ourselves. We're not trying to be ignorant. Definitely. Okay, cool. Um, well, any other thoughts? I want to go back. I do too. I want to continue. They were very cool and very sweet. Yes. And it's just peaceful to be, I don't know. I, I like to even go in, even though I wasn't religious, I went to church sometimes with people that I knew and I, it always feels nice to go to any service. So I think we like the community aspect of it. I think so too. And I also want to go, so beforehand there's a meditation and then after the service there's Dharma school and I think you break up based off of age. So I think there's like a elementary school. And we should totally go to Dharma school. Yeah. And I think that they just talk. I don't know what it's like. I've never been, but I really want to go. So they invited after. everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Okay. All right, guys. Well, what's your positive thing? San Francisco. We leave Cali, on Friday. California girl. That's, That's my positive thing. What did I say mine was? I don't know. You kept it to yourself. I did? Yes. <laughs> you go, okay, I got one. I, <laughs> I said, do you have a positive no. thing? And you said yes. And I go, okay. Shoot. What was it? Oh, yeah. I got my passport. Oh, yeah. That was it. Sorry. I, did. I applied for my passport this week. And I'm going to Canada in March. But I'm going to save that for my good thing in March. But. I got my passport, which is a step in the right direction because I eventually do want to travel. So when are you, where are you going to do in March in Canada? Whistler. Oh, perfect. You're going to go skiing? Yeah. Sweet. With Chelsea and Aaron? Yeah. And I think Jacob and Jackie. Sweet. That's going to be so much fun. Whistler's the best. I know. I'm so pumped. Okay. Well, use that passport. Go places. Okay. What's our positive quote? It's from Buddha. Hmm. We are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves. All right. Have a good week, you guys. Bye.